1: and uh we'll just wait for a few more people and then we're gonna start oh there's some people who are on zoom and on instagram people want wow people loving the source this morning okay double whammy double whammy yeah um so on today's show everyone there's a few people who are, who are struggling to join on uh, on zoom for some reason uh we are going to talk today about property education so you know it might get a bit heated there might be a few shots Amanda James said, you're, uh, "Amanda, I mean, you know, James, Amanda said you're looking fit. Just thought I'd share that." Um, <laughs> she needs to stop my wife's on this call. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt your wife has that much attention for for this stuff. No, no, she doesn't. So, morning, everyone. Uh, James, shall I start like the official election? Yes, yes, do that. We're all, we're recording. We're all live. All good so good morning everyone greetings greetings and welcome to another episode of the property duo i believe this is episode nine that's that's good that also means we're on about week 12 of lockdown because we started this three weeks in i think so yeah it's like a lagging indicator for for lockdown so before we start just a few bits of housekeeping i have notes here which i've written on the back of a direct debit mandate um if you haven't left us a review if you're listening to this live or on James's podcast or on Ted's podcast, please leave a review on the Facebook page for either of us or iTunes slash Apple. There is nowhere else you can leave a review. Those are the best places to do it. Um, if you're on the zoom, if you're on Instagram, screenshot us, take a picture, just make sure we're not doing some awkward pose um, and share it, please. If you found this valuable. Also, if you're in the chat or if you're in on Instagram, put a message. If you've downloaded our spreadsheet, because I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, we're probably going to have like 10 people. Like, oh, James checked this morning. And James, how many people have signed up to our mailing list and the spreadsheet? 77 people have signed
0: up and it's been live yeah. less than 48 hours. Uh, we did not expect a response like that. So we're super, super stoked with that, man. It's uh, It just shows we're giving
1: you some real value there. Big up. 77 people got the spreadsheet um if you're asking where the spreadsheet is um if you go to my story or james's story there's a link there but it's basically thepropertyduo.co.uk slash hi and you will find the link so it is it's all there for you to download um so yeah hope it's been useful any questions about it let us know uh it it should be fairly self-explanatory someone just said on instagram is anyone else watching this on the toilet uh if you are, then <laughs> give, give us a shout out. I'm in fact. Shout on the, to the toilet, toilet crew. We <laughs> got Toilet Gang with your toilet computers. Um, I'm actually on the toilet. This is my uh, heated soft headboard. So, yeah, hi everyone. I, I'm also there. So, I think that covers the housekeeping. James, let's get into property education. So. I think we should start with an overview of the market because for people who are new or maybe aren't familiar with the UK property education market, it's a bit of a total shit show. And, you know, I'd like us to maybe give our opinions on what we, I don't know, what, what we think the market is like. But actually before that, James, I've forgotten. Coronavirus updates. What have you been up to, good sir? Um,
0: I have, I went on my first viewing last Friday um which nice. was good first time first time I got on a train since lockdown um all a bit surreal really annoyed because there was no food on the train so I had to go all the way starving you know I don't even know why they have these upgrades on these trains when there's no food that's the reason why you upgrade so you can have free food a totally. little tip for everyone if you're ever travelling on on a it's not a virgin train anymore but on those trains there's an app called seatfrog download the app called seatfrog it'll allow you to upgrade your normal standard seat to first class for 15 20 quid and for 15 20 quid if you're going on a learning morning train you can have a nice cooked breakfast so that's a hot little tip for you there um, and obviously you get complimentary beers on the way back in the afternoon so the 15 quid right. could end up cost you know you could you could tally up to about 50 quid worth of free refreshments like uncle james does <laughs> so, good tip there for you. Um, so yeah i was out viewing properties i'm really really excited it's four properties that i viewed I want to buy all four of them. I have put offers forward. I'm just waiting. We are literally just about to get this deal over the line. So really, really happy to be getting back out there and getting dug into a project. Uh, The saga still continues with um, the HMO with tenants not paying. Update on that is three of them have left, which is good, Oh, which is excellent news for me. Um, so I've got another three to get out and those three are really the rotten apples that have been in there since day one and now causing trouble, but good news is three are gone. So it just means I need to get rid of another three. Um, my, uh, my employed bookkeepers that I took on, like I was telling you last week, I have outsourced everything now, even outsource inputting of my receipts into my accounts package because it's just something I absolutely hate doing. So completely outsourced that to Pakistan of all places. Um, might be one of Shazzy's cousins doing it (laughs) for all I know (laughs) I was waiting for that (laughs) well you know I had to drop that yeah so I've completely outsourced my accounts which is the best thing I've ever done guys I highly highly advise it to everybody doesn't matter what stage you're at it's always a good thing because it's one of those things that gets completely neglected when you're starting out is your accounts and it's one of the most important things you need to be able to know where you are in your business and what state at open, you know, within a couple of minutes of opening an accounts package. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're spending a shitload of time on it, or if you've got somebody else doing it. So yeah, outsource, fully outsource my accounts. Things are growing really, really good with the VA uh, that I've got. Um, Working really closely with her on a few things, was on a call with her for a couple of hours just before this call. Uh, Things are great there. Um, and yeah just generally life seems to be getting back to normal if I'm going to be honest with you I was out on the road the other day and you know most shops were open although they you know they're adhering to social distancing um, life slowly seems to be getting back to normal and I honestly feel that come July second week of June sorry June we're going to see things just pick up again like massively and people are going to be like
1: corona what oh, fucking corona everything's back to normal corona virus um I, that's interesting. I don't really see, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see it going back really to normal. You do really go out though, do you? you don't no, really that's true. But like, because Nando's is closed. When Nando's opens, then I'll be like, okay, normality is is back to, to, to kind of what it should be. But I don't know. It just, I'm so used to it now. I'm kind of just like, okay, well, it's the norm. So we'll carry on as it is. So I kind of, yeah, I, but the roads are busier. Like people are more out... Rishi Sunak announced Nando's on Twitter yesterday. What? He knows what's up. Um, but yeah, I think it, uh, June, uh, I don't know if things will be back to normal. Like I've seen pictures of people in parks with no social distancing, basically rubbing up on each other, all full. And I'm just like, this is going to cause problems and problems for the economy. And this is not good. So I don't know. I think people are just being not listening. Property. you know what but i've
0: i've got a, i've got a national forest where i live and we get we take the kids around for a walk there almost daily and it, you're right Ted. It's mental people are there having barbecues you got people sunbathing you got people fishing you got groups of dogs running around in the pond you know it doesn't seem to be any social distancing and you know uh, people are having a great time if i'm honest with you cold beers bottles of prosecco sunbathing music guys out with their guitars it's just like you know oh, wow. there's nothing Nothing at all.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, and, and that's only going to cause more problems in the future. Like, people don't have the mentality of, of sacrificing now to have something in the future. Like, not everyone has that because, yeah. And they're all enjoying these cold beers while the taxpayer is paying for everyone's salaries. Anyway, so... What's um, been my, happening with you? Oh, th- oh, thank you for asking, James. I thought you never would. So uh, I, I've managed to secure wholemeal and rye flour. So I'm back to my normal self i'm feeling good you know what i'm saying the diet is is there uh, uh rent is due this week and early next week and as far as i know it's all coming good my essay they've extended for another two weeks so that should be again another wow. high payout uh i refurbs are kind of a, a, a happening they're going on yeah there isn't Celco is doing deliver well they're kind of doing delivery. So I've got all my work top coming today. Big up Selco. I love Selco. Uh, and yeah, kind of things are just carrying on as normal, really. I, I saw my partner, I saw Gina in the park yesterday at two metre distance, which he literally brings a measuring tape. Um, so yeah, it's not a hey, dominant coming. Hey, today, just to interrupt, Edge, that, that could be a festival, Gina in the park. <laughs> that does sound like a, like one of those festivals where people wear those baggy pants and they like, yeah, yeah like a hipster, yeah, hippie yeah. kind of festival. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah not not much really is is happening um obviously, the hair is actually annoying me now because it 's like just like irritating me but yeah that 's it for corona right let 's get into our topic our topic of the day, the special property education james 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 what what is your opinion on the overview of the property market like if someone said oh james t- what's property education like in the uk you know what would you say
0: i think you took the words right out of my mouth earlier it's a shit show it's a right shit show i think you've got a very very small amount of good players and then i think you've got a very large amount of bad players i'm not going to name any names because i don't want to get shot but you know still you, you just have to look around i mean if I go back to when I started in property, I don't believe well, yeah, there was 45
1: years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, back in the
0: ah, 60s and yeah. that. You just had to get that digging, didn't you? <laughs> you know. Anyway, so when I started, there was no education. You know, I'm sure there were courses around, but I weren't really looking for courses. You know, it was you ask someone if you need help. You ask someone, hey, what should I do with this? What do you think of this? I need help with this. But now, it just seems to be wherever you look, there's a training course some kind of property training course you know and i think um i personally feel they are preying on people that are new to the industry in the sense that you know they're kind of like let's go after the newbies you know the newbies that Mm want to get into property will sell them a false dream and i think a lot of people do sell people a false dream that you know you can come onto this property course uh pay x amount of money and you are going to be a property millionaire and I guess people need to do their own due diligence as well before they sign up to a course and say, you know, you need to understand that just because you've paid someone 10 grand doesn't mean you're going to become a property millionaire unless you enforce or put into action what you've been taught. But I think the state of the UK courses are, I feel a lot of them are selling people a false dream. And anybody who says property is easy is lying to you because it's not easy. It's not easy one bit. So, as an yeah. overview, I think there's a lot of people selling false hope, false dreams, and they're preying on the idea that come on, everybody wants to make a little bit of extra cash, and they're pay- they're, they're kind of they're preying on that vulnerable sector that
1: are are new and starting out, uh, in in the whole game. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah, there's a lot of bad apples, and there's a few good ones, and you know the vulnerability piece is is interesting because even. Like so, I have been on a course that I didn't pay for. I won it ages ago. I didn't, I didn't find it too useful, and we'll speak about it later. When I looked around me, most people, and it was interesting actually, because the people who you think would be vulnerable were the opposite. So all the young people there who you think were like, "Oh my god, money, money," they were more like, eh, "This is a bit. I don't really trust this." All the older people, oh, I've been a postman for forty-four years in my life, and I want to change now. The older generation they were the ones who were sucked in and like, Oh my God. And that's just, I guess a whole nother discussion, but that kind of vulnerability or marketing those who are new, just for people to know, sometimes new doesn't mean young or like new in life. It can mean someone who's 50 or 60 could actually be way more vulnerable and taken by this than someone who is um, a lot younger. So I agree. Lots of bad apples, uh, certain good ones. And the thing is, right. Like, it's it's what okay i think if you know how to sell which i think anyone in this chat anyone who is an entrepreneur of any type knows how to sell because it's, it's what we do whether it's ourselves or whether it's a business you and if you know how to market and you understand nlp to a basic level when you see some of these adverts you just know you're kind of like okay i saw one yesterday actually from someone who i think i've seen him speak live at some event and I mean, I walked, I think it was an event with you actually. I think it was the one that we met at. <laughs> um, and there's a few people there who are dodgy as hell, but this guy, you know, he has a, he has a funny, he has a nice accent. That's the only reason I listened to him. His advert said something like secure, um, two, ha- like no flip two houses and make 90 grand profit before Christmas. And obviously when wow. We're in May now. It was something on like we're in May. Well, we're basically in June. So you have got just under six months to find a cracking deal, refurb it with Corona and sell it at 45 grand each with probably no of your own money. And these are probably going to be your first deals. Sign me up. Sign me up. (laughs) I've already signed signed us both up. Don't worry. Don't worry. It was two for one. Um, Like, and look, this is possible. You and me could do this. A lot of people in this chat could do this. But if you're new and you have no money, no experience, no brand, nothing, you are very unlikely to do that. So like, you know, one of these things is like they market to the vulnerable, but they also market pretty, I don't know, have you seen a, a property training advert, James, that you saw the marketing and thought, okay, fair enough. That looks believable.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. But then when you, like you said, when they're saying you can do this before Christmas in six months, then you start, obviously when you've had experience of going through the realms of doing a deal, you think, nah, this ain't possible because it's going to take you six weeks, eight weeks to get the purchase done. Let's face it. Yeah. And then once you've got the property, it's probably going to take you a few weeks just to strip it out. And then you're finding contractors. Then you're finding subcontractors and then they expect you to get it refinanced, to get your money released all by Christmas. Man, that's just a load of shit. I'm sorry. It's just a load of shit. But the, but what they've got there is they've got a good hook line. They've hooked mm. you. They've hooked you on the first few words. They've given you what you want to hear. You want to hear that. You want to hear, shit, I want 90 grand before Christmas. Who doesn't want 90 grand before Christmas? I do, yeah. The hook is strong, so they've got you. Your automatic, Your attention's there. Once they've got your attention and you've signed up, you've your email address in, they are not letting you go because you are now in a complex sales funnel and you are going to be moved around this sales funnel from here, there, 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 everywhere. They might sell you a product for $10, $50. Before you know it, they're going to pressurize you into buying something that's $2,000, $10,000. Now, I'm not saying all sales funnels are shit because there's some really, really good sales funnels that are really, really worthwhile. But all you need to do is, Go on YouTube and check ClickFunnels. Go and read all about ClickFunnels. And people make shed loads of money from ClickFunnels. Now, I ain't going to name this particular person, but all I'm going to say is he's Scottish. He's short. Yeah? I ain't going to name him. And, he, and and his surname begins with a muck. But this guy uses ClickFunnels to his... Mate, the way this guy uses ClickFunnels, he's part of the ClickFunnels Millionaire Club, which means that you've done a million quid through your funnel. Now, he's done it three wow. times. Three million quid for his funnel. Now, when you research about this guy and you go check out his company, I'm looking at his sheets and I'm thinking, for someone who's done all these deals, he ain't making no peas. This don't make sense. It doesn't link up. But what I'm saying is the power of the hook and the power of marketing, the power of click funnels is just bloody amazing, man. If you can get it right, you can make a hell of a lot of money. So getting back to what you're saying, yes, it is believable because the hook line so strong and once they've got you hooked it's like fishing the hook is already in your mouth yeah they're just pulling you along 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 until they eventually get you out of the water and that <laughs> exactly and once they get you out of the water that's when it's probably a little bit too late because you're thinking to yourself shit man i've done 10 grand now and i've got nothing out of it that
1: trainer was shit so you see what i'm saying mm,
0: mm, that mm. analogy
1: i think that's you what know they're what? doing
0: they're hooking you through that funnel
1: And you know what? You don't even have to put your email address in. If you've watched a video for more than X many seconds, or you've liked or commented that pixel and that track will retarget you. And you go on their website just, Oh, just out of interest. Oh, everywhere I go, I see this property trainer. He is what it is. You know, like it's very easy to set up. Um, I think I have it for Ted talks. I don't run any adverts, but I think there's a pixel. If I ever was gonna, that, if you've been on my website, you're going to see me on your Facebook. It's that easy. You know, so, you know, I don't think I've ever seen an advert. Well, you know what? There's two types of adverts. There's the hook. There's the make a hundred grand before Christmas. Or there's the look, what I'm about to tell you is going to change your life, (laughs) but it's really, really hard and you got to work really hard. No, no, no. You got to work really hard. Don't skip this video. Let me tell you how I made six figures in three months. <laughs> and, then, you know, those ones, like, and then you have those videos. Yeah. And I, I kind of look, I, I kind of, I see what they're doing. They are telling the truth. They're saying, look, it is hard, you know, no. but they're not really saying that they're saying that. So you sort of are suckered in by their honesty. But you know when you get into it, they're going to say, yeah, it's hard. But, you know, life's hard. So it's fine, you know. Like, you just know it's going to switch into, like, if someone says to me, Tej, I want to get into property, I'm like, are you fucking ready? Because it's really hard. And it's not enjoyable, like, half the time. That's that's Mm -hmm. what they pretend they're saying, but they're not. So I think it's very easy to, to fall for these adverts. But you know what? I'm going to fire a shot at people, not at trainers. Some of these adverts, yeah, they are whack. They are whack a whack. Yeah. Like some of them, the, the video quality on some of them is so blurry the way they talk. And the, I just think like, this is trash. Like how are people falling for this? Now, look, A lot of adverts are good and I can understand why people, you know, sort of fall for them or, or feel for them, but some are bad. And you just think, how is, how is this person making money off this course? And how are people not Googling their names to realize they're actually bankrupt? Um, you know, before they go on a course with them, like Google is so powerful, even for your tenants, any tenants I get, I'm like, what's their full name? Send me their Facebook profile. I'm looking them up. I'm look- like, I'm doing everything to know about them because the second and third page of Google, who who in this chat yet has ever been to the second search page of Google? Probably no one, right? Cause it's so efficient. But when you get there, you start <laughs> discovering some things, you know, you might not want to discover. And so, like put people's names in look at property tribes and look at yes there's a lot of people just chatting shit and hating but certain sites and certain things will tell you things um about people so i think from both of our views the the overview of the property market the property education market is it needs change would we agree james i think so yeah yeah And actually, interestingly enough, I don't don't think I sent you the article. But there's a guy called Cyril Thomas who hosts the Property Investor Awards every year. Um, I went to that suit and tie, you know, like that, and um, the DJ was terrible. So Cyril has not got good choice in DJs, but he, I believe, has set up a property uh, accreditation thing. So he's inviting, I believe, inviting different like trainers and just an open thing to say, look apply to be accredited i guess send us your material let us experience a course and we'll give you an accreditation to say that you are legit so i think this is a necessary um change and something to happen but james do you think having it set up like within property by property people means like in our governments like in the world there's going to be relationship-based corruption or do you think it can still be a pure third party
0: no, I, I I do think there's going to be corruptions. Like with anything, you could fix. They could fix whatever they want to fix. You know, if somebody's paying them a larger fee, why wouldn't you accredit them? And you know, their course might be whack, but they're paying you a larger fee to be accredited. You're going to put them up there. You know, it's like it's like with advertising. If you advertise on a on a certain forum or you advertise in certain places, the more money you pay, the higher you come up. It's if if these guys are running an accreditation and someone's offering them fifty thousand pounds to be listed as a top three why wouldn't they take it you know they might try to say they're all very very separate i think what these accreditation boards need is they need a board of ceos from different fields so you do not need a ceo from a prop okay you need property people on there on the panel but you need a board of directors or a board of ceos that are retired maybe who have run big firms who sit on the board and, are, you know, they're not they're on the fence. They're unbiased. They're not for property and they're not against property. So they are going to be the guys that are going to, you know, I think really ship shape this, uh, this industry and give it the spanking that it needs and bring it back oh into a, yeah, yeah, the spanking it needs to bring it back into, um, you know, to bring it up to a level. Everything else is accredited. Why is this not accredited? Why is there not a body that looks after this? Why is there somebody who doesn't come along and say, you, Mr mr manchester you've messed up you are you see what i did there no i
1: don't sorry i actually don't get it mr mr manchester i didn't want to mention the name i've no idea what he's talking about if anyone knows drop it in the comments because we didn't say it you did
0: okay you mr manchester you've been all over the tv you've messed up you're getting a (laughs) fifty pound (laughs) fine
1: i've got it i've got it
0: you got it yeah I'm not naming any people, but what I'm saying to you is, why can't he get a fine, like, say, say BMW gets a fine when they fake their emissions, yeah? People get VW... VW got screwed when they fake their emissions, you know? A massive hit to the system, a massive punch in the stomach, you know? Almost like being in school and you get a detention, but this is, like, ten times
1: worse when someone's going to beat the shit out of you, financially. You know, I think it needs to happen. Yeah, but, okay... You say that, yeah, but let's take, for example, HSBC. I'm going to name them, yeah, I don't give a fuck. HSBC were convicted and found, so factually found, and admitted they were laundering or helping and aiding to launder the Mexican drug cartel's money. Now, basically, they, they saw it and said, yeah, it's fine, we're making money off it, for years and years and years. And they got fined, you know, when I say okay, let's say your turnover is a hundred million, yeah. Now let's say your profits a hundred million. They basically got fined five million in terms of in the bigger picture of things, right? And all the all the lawyers were told, "Listen, stop chasing them. We're we're just going to take a payment." If that happens on the scale of money laundering, murderers, and narco terrorists, who gives a shit about property trainers? That's I, not not my view, but that's the view of like if we can't even get it right with these things that really 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 matter like banks are we ever ever going to get it right on something that is you know as minor as training and you know the, and by the way, i'm not talking about cyril's scheme in particular we're just saying he's brought this up we're having a separate discussion we're not saying his is not going to have the ceos or anything like that we're just saying in general it needs to have this but james like a lot of the time like i, I don't know i think even with accreditation it, it, like how can you if, if you're going to find someone like if you have the ability to find someone you have to be like your own in, like, organization you have to be the fca you have to be the ico you have to be the police you have to be like a proper i don't know what the word is like civil authority or something i don't know because yeah i mean yeah you can make the person sign an agreement but we all know you can just renege on the agreement so I don't know if that would work, you know, in, in practicality, given the kind of, uh, I don't know what the word in English is, the hairy fairy, what's that in English? Well, well look, let me give you an example. Energy companies, yeah? People
0: hate dealing with them, but oh, what do oh. the energy companies not want? They do not want you complaining to the omnisman about it, right? Mm. They hate it. The minute you mention that line, I'm going to put an official complaint in the ombudsman about you, they're like, oh, okay, what can we do for you, sir? What can we do? They <laughs> hate those complaints because they know they're going to get an arse whooping. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if you're an online business and you're selling products and you're not delivering them, you're going to get credit card chargebacks. And every time you get a chargeback, it's like a on your ass, a on your ass, yeah. And eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to get so many on your ass that at some point they're going to take it away from you, yeah. And if that's your livelihood and where you're earning money, you don't want that. So I think these courses need to be accredited to the point where the trainers are constantly shitting themselves they are on their toes so when they're taking a tran- when they're saying to next man in the hall hey, look you know what just use your grandma's pension for this month and sign up they got to be scared to be saying that cuz they got to be thinking you know what if this backfires if this kid goes and tells the board that you know i messed him up and i convinced him to sign up and don't give a shit about your grandma cuz she's nearly dead just use her money you know he's going to be worried they need to be worried all the time Cause I mm. think if they're worried about taking someone's money, then they're gonna deliver a good job. It's like me and you, when we take an investor's money to do a product, you're always shitting it. You know, you are always thinking to yourself, I need to treat this fifty grand or hundred grand or two hundred grand better than my own two hundred grand. Cause if you lose a bit of your own money, you're okay with it. You know, you can get over it. Like James did. But if you lose somebody else's money, damn, that is a that's a bitter pill to swallow, man. It hurts. Mm. So I think these guys need to be put on the same kind of level as that where they are thinking to themselves, you know what? If I don't deliver, I'm getting a strike. If I take someone's money and I haven't informed them, almost like um, like they make you do with a, uh, a mortgage. Okay, I know this is taking it a bit to the extreme, but independent advice. Are you suitable to do this course?
1: Do you feel you
0: will learn from this course? Sign right here and you go through a full list of points with the person chances are that person's not going to read it and just sign it anyway but still you've covered your as a trainer you have (laughs) covered your own ass as a trainer to say look i have sat there with this client of mine yes he's only 18 and yes he's spending five grand on his credit card but he has said he understands this he understands that he understands this and he signed here you know you've taken the time as a credible trainer to sit with someone and say Do you understand everything I'm about to deliver? Do you understand that I'm taking shitloads of money from you and this might not work? Do you understand that you need to get your ass into gear and do some work and, you know, the property fairies ain't just going to fly into your window at night and say, here's a 100 grand, here's some money for you because you invested in me. And do you understand there's a strong possibility that I might be a bit of a scammer?
1: You know, (laughs) yeah, definitely have that on the on the ILA. If
0: I, you know, if I was writing the clause, that would be in the small print for the trainers. You know, but what I'm saying to you is, if somebody, if a student is signing all that, and the trainer is taking all that, I think that's a hell of a lot of due diligence done there, there and then. So, you know, why wouldn't the trainer want to deliver, and why wouldn't the student want to put in some serious graft to make it work? I think it's got to be. You've got to be harsh with this, man. It's, if it's going to be regulated, it needs to be regulated all the way back. Three strikes and you're out. You know, three strikes, you fucked up, you're out. You'll never be in a trainer again for five years. Your name goes on a register to say you are fucked up. You are not coming, becoming a trainer again. You messed up with this guy. You messed up with this guy. And it should be public record to say he did this to this person. So everybody's there to see it. Simple as. That will get rid of all the shit. It's like when they bought the HMO licensing. All these landlords that were rogue landlords, yeah? you know, Mr. Barber, Mr. Patel, Mr. Khan, Mr. Davis, all those guys. I've had this property for 50 years. I've been renting from my family. I've got a small room. I paint white. And all those guys disappeared. All those shitty landlords were gone. And I think when the HMO licensing came in an Article 4, it was the best thing ever because it cleaned up the industry. And this is exactly what needs to happen in
1: property. And that's my rant over. I agree with you. And I think in practicality, it's not going to work as well because it's like review sites. Someone's always going to say, oh, they didn't teach me, but I'm a lazy piece of shit and I didn't work hard. So therefore it's the trainer's fault. Like a lot of people do. So I think, you're, I think what you're saying on paper is perfect and would work, especially the ILA part, the independent legal advice. Some form of that would work. I mean, I reckon that some training companies do that. I reckon they give you the sell, They sell you the dream, you know, and then they say, oh, by the way, you just got to sign this, just part of protocol. And obviously you're heightened and you're like, I want the course, I want the course. And you read something that says what you said. Do I understand this, blah, blah. You're going to say, yeah, because you've already made your decision or been influenced to make your decision that you are taking the course. You know, it's like, okay, it's like with the mortgage or bridge. Have either of us ever read those terms and said, Oh, I can't do this. No, no, we've just said, oh, we fucking know what it is. Get it over with, you know. And that this is that that bridging and mortgage is a lot more serious than five k on a course. But we both know. Just that about, I, was, I was just
0: about to say, Ted. Yeah, you know, when you take a bridge, you are literally putting your nuts on the line, and the bank owns your bollocks. Yeah. To put it plain and simple, but you still sign it, and you realize, damn, these guys have got a debenture on me. Even if the company folds, they're coming after me. Even if I got nothing, they're still gonna they're gonna pursue me to the end point where they get their money, regardless. And that is a position, you know, most people don't want to be on. It's like you know, a massive rock hanging over your head, and it's gonna kill you until you pay that money back. And it's the best feeling getting a bridge when the money lands. But it's an even better feeling when you pay that bridge back, let me tell you. But Oof, like you say, yeah. 100%. Like you say the, the conditions are so strong. But yes, we will still sign it. And yes, we might not read all of it. And yes, we realise
1: the severity of it. Yeah, basically, well said. So um, let's go into some signs of a bad trainer. Also, maybe some signs that people can watch out for on the adverts or just anything, James. I've actually got a few props to um, to demonstrate this. So I've got a, I don't know if it's spelt, it's a Versace scarf, which is from Southall Market. So it's obviously not Versace. Southall Broadway. Oh, hey. So I'm just going to show you. I'm going to look like a, a dame in a stately home right now. I'm going to look very feminine. But this is a watch, which actually doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't work, but you don't know that. Watch, and these are some keys. I mean, to be honest, the most important thing on here is the Selco trade card and my Tesco clock card points. That's the most important thing. <laughs> oh, and uh, Stewie, Stewie and Brian. Anyone watch his Family Guy? And Brian. Anyways, I I am an archetypal property trainer right now because I'm showing you a few things. I'm showing the wealth. I'm showing the car. You know, you can't see what car it is, but oh yeah, Lamborghini, Lamborghini key. And this, and this. If someone is selling to you and they are driving in their car and it happens to be a Ferrari or like a Land Rover, which you can lease for £400 a month, or any of these cars and they're in the car and they're talking to you. Firstly, why are they doing a video when they're driving? Firstly, ethics. Secondly, are they doing it because they're so busy and darling? They had to film in their Ferrari. Or are they doing it because they want you to see the prancing horse on the steering wheel while they're like, yes, well, I started in property 10 years ago. And of course, you know, it took me a year and I was a millionaire and I bought this car straight away. They're doing it to show you the wealth. If someone says, you know, if, if you're talking and they're like, yeah, mm, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, property can just make you such a millionaire. They're selling you on wealth and items. Okay. When they have fancy clothes, when they stand in front of their their houses these are not like these are not sort of they're not there to like genuinely do anything apart from show you oh, the house behind me oh, i didn't even know i was standing in front of it it's one of five yeah this is actually my my annex to my mansion it's that it's that subtle you know it's the humble brag it's the oh versace yeah it was just a grand well, no, it's fine with property, you know, it's, it's no big deal. That's what they want you to think. Cause come on, you see someone in front of a nice car, in front of a nice house. What are you thinking? Naturally you are thinking, Ooh, okay, like they've got a bit of money, but when you go into it, you can find a stately home or go to a potch area near you, take a photo in front of a house, borrow your mate's Lamborghini, which I've done a parody video on my, on my IGTV with, Have one of these from the market, and you can suddenly be a millionaire. Like, getting these things and getting them for a picture or for a video costs basically nothing. Owning them is a totally different story. Mm -hmm. But what you need to be aware of is that these are plants, you know, these are literally just here casually, just to be like, yeah. So, if you want to be wealthy and if you want to be in property, wink, wink, hint, hint, look at this stuff here. And and it's like a really, really basic trick that let's be honest, you know, most of us, if we were, think back five years ago, everyone, before you got into property or business, or think back when you were 18 or 16, you see a nice car. What do you think? You think, oh, wow, money. And it's the same thing. You know, they're paying off your shallow materialistic desires for these nice and shiny things to, to then take the course with them. James, what do you think? um
0: yeah i agree with you and i think we had this conversation only a couple of weeks ago when i showed you some pictures of cars that i've owned previously and remember we talked about saying you know that that one particular picture of that 911 in front of my friend's 15 million pound house and we said why don't we try this why don't we stick this on the thing as mm. a image and why don't we say we're a property trainer and see what happens you know just to show people a power of perception now I've never posted a picture of me in a nice car and I've had several nice cars. Cause for me, the value is not in the car. You know, that's just a byproduct of success. For me, the value is in the information being delivered, but I could quite easily post a picture of me in a nice car in front of a very, very nice house with a nice big uh, designer watch on and, and nice clothes and claim to be, you know, the next Mr. Manchester. So to say, but you know, that for me, that isn't the success part. Um, but yeah, I agree with you man. It's it's like it's almost like what the forex traders do on Instagram, mm. you know. You see the nice things. You see the watch, you see the bundles of cash, you see the nice clothes, you see the private, you know, sitting on a private jet or sitting in a nice car, and everybody thinks you know what? I, I got to get myself a piece of that. I, I I need a bit of that. And you know, only last week we were having a laugh again. I'm not going to name some names, but someone who openly on social brags about his cars, yeah? One being a yellow Lambo and one being something else. I'm not going to name the other one. And when I told you guys that this man lives around the corner to me and I sent you a fucking screenshot of his house, everybody's like, damn, that is a shit house. The cars are way better than the house. And you're thinking, my man is claiming to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire on private jets and all kinds of shit, but he lives in the hood, you know? And and he's and he's claiming it and he's claiming to do courses and you know you picked up on him straight away and you're like damn he's, he's sitting in his attic that ain't no penthouse
1: I you know I, what I'm talking yeah, about right yeah and I, I actually know a lot more about this person from a very close source and yeah everything that we everything that is shown is not what is reality and you know what James when we can meet each other let's take pictures um, in. Someone's car. We both know people with nice cars. Let's put a series of three pictures on our Instagrams, and yeah. let's just let's just trial some stuff, and let's see what the response is. Yeah, because like that picture of you and me in the Bentley, which was not photoshopped. If you think it is, leave. Mm-hmm. It was real. It was real white satin white. Yeah. That, that color itself was like ten grand. Um, pictures like that, I really want to see what the response is going to be. Like, so we're definitely going to do that, everyone. Like, with people who are asking in the chat. Um. But James what about like so that that's I guess the first sign that someone's bad it's the materialistic stuff but would you also maybe say that it's society's fault for craving those things and therefore what do you expect these trainers to do if this is what people want and they want the shallow materialistic desires are you not going to sell to their desires like what do you think don't you think we are to blame as well
0: yeah, yeah, I do, and I think it's social media. It's social media to blame big time because you log onto social media and you see all these things, and you see you see your mate from school doing really, really well, or you see somebody down the road who's bought a house and he's done really well and the nice things he's bought, and automatically you want those things, you know. But then if you look at people like Tim Ferriss, who talks about the four-hour work week, where does he talk about like where does he talk about flash cars in that? There's no mention to flash cars. There's no mention to shitloads of money or watches. His mention is about being time-free. And I think mm. more people will need to speak about time-free because ultimately, for me, that is the biggest goal, man. Yes, having a nice car is nice, but it's a byproduct. Having shitloads of money is a byproduct. But time, time is something you can't buy. And ultimately, that's what most people want when they get into property is, oh, you know what? I want to work the hours I want to work. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to pick up my kids from school. My why is to spend more time with my son. Most people don't go into property saying my why is to have 100 Ferraris. Okay, there might be the odd one or two. But ultimately, more and more people I've speak to, or people that are longer down their journey, the thing they want most is time. And not many trainers will show you that because they're just luring you in. It's going back to that whole thing of hooking you in. They're hooking you in by showing you a Ferrari by showing you a nice designer watch and you're thinking i want that you're making that connection you're mag you know you're 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 there you're attracted to the car you're attracted to the 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 nice house you're attracted to the watch and you're thinking if i sign up with this guy i'm gonna have a piece of that and reality is you're not you know it takes a long time to have a piece of that you know it's it's not it is very very hard work and like you said ted Anybody can own a nice car today. We spoke about it. Yeah, I sent Ted a screenshot the other day. I had an email come through from a car dealer that I used to deal with a few years ago. Hi James, how you doing? Do you want a Lamborghini um, Hurricane for seven hundred and fifty pounds a month with minimal deposit? And it's like, wow, those have come down a little bit. I remember them being three. three, Yeah, you know, and you think to yourself, if you're running a HMO. You could have that. I could be delighted driving around in a Bugatti. Who gives a monkey's? It could cost me three grand a month with 50 grand down or whatever. And I know I'll always get that 50 grand back because the car's so desirable. But people need to realize these guys have not gone out there and bought this car cash. Just remember that. You know, Anybody with any sense would not put that kind of money on a liability. Nine times a tenth, it's always lease. Even when I had a nice car, yes, they were owned, but they were always on finance. And there's a very good reason because you never have that amount of capital tied up in something that's going to drop anyway, you know? Mm. So don't be fooled by what you see. Even the companies that offer watches today, you can buy a flipping 10 grand designer watch and pay 110 quid a month for the next five years, you know? Mm. So even that is financed on watches. And they don't give a shit what your credit's like. And it's 0%. So they've got you. The hook is, yes, I'm going to get myself a roly roly. yeah? It's 10 grand. It's 0%. Inside your head, you're thinking, yeah, I could split this over five years. It's only costing me a minor £100, and I'm not paying any interest. I'm the clever one. No, you're the stupid one because they're selling it to you at a prime price. You're buying it. You're hooked in for the next five years, and you ain't getting out of it. Yeah, and chances are, if you're working in property, you're wearing a roly every day. Your rollie ain't going to last five minutes. I used to wear a designer watch every single day when I worked in my print business, and in the first year, that shit went off to be fixed and it cost me more to have it fixed and polished than it cost me to buy the watch initially. So don't be fooled, guys. A watch, yes, certain watches will make you some decent money if you buy the right watch and with cars. But when you see these trainers, please do not be fooled, man. They do not own this stuff. They do not own it. It's all leased and it's all staged to hook you in. And it all goes back to what we were saying. It's fishing, they're hooking. They're grabbing you, getting you in and putting you around this
1: complex sales funnel. I agree. And I think it also means we have to look inwards and self-reflect and realize, do we want this shallow stuff? Because I thought we got into property for our kids, our family for free time. Then why are we being sold into the dream of shallow stuff? You know, when was, yeah, property trainer mentions, oh yeah, you get to spend more time with your family, but way, listen to that. Right. But they also do target you for that though. So as much as there is the materialistic side, I think when you get there, there's a lot of, oh, you know, okay, tell me about your family. Oh, you've got young kids. They're going to uni, right? That's nine grand a year. Well, you know, nine grand a year is is two, you know, three by to let's, you know. So they also target that element as well. And then just quickly before we go on to the signs of a good trainer, when you're in the room with the trainers, I did a podcast with Mike Winnett, if anyone knows who it is, go check it out. We go through like the Contrapreneur Formula. But there's a few tips and tricks they use in this room and honestly i think that the best or the single best piece of advice i can give is advice for anything in life is take a deep breath take a step back and just you know make a gap between the stimuli and your response you want to buy the course today we've got a special offer take a deep breath distance yourself from that think about it the offer is not special they run this event every weekend and every weekday and you know how could it be a special offer just today just for you uh, don't be so clapped yeah So think about it like that distance yourself from it and Hey, Oh, if you happen to miss out on a special deal, go and negotiate it again or go to a different trainer, you know, like they're not going to refuse you for saying, Oh, I want the original deal. So nothing is in that moment. Nothing is unique to that moment. It's they repeat it every weekend. Also, like I went to an event, me and me and Jack wicks, who I know, you know, as well. And he is, um, he like abhors the right pronunciation abhors any type of training and he's so like if he trains himself but he's like anti and he just can't take high fives and anything he's so like he's just so like fuck this shit so we went in and we were like yo we're gonna stay two days we want to see the main man main man never came he came on the last day for an hour and you know whatever but we literally left after half an hour because it was the typical you know i started off in debt and you might have felt that too, right? Hands up if you felt it too. Yeah, I'm in debt. Um, uh, oh, you know, <laughs> you, you may have young kids or like someone you love. Who has someone they love? What a fucking dumb question. Everyone does. Oh, yeah, I love. Oh, bu- 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 who, you know, and I really wanted a good future. Who Hands up if you want a good future. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, there's two things there. There's the emotional sob story. But secondly, you putting your hand up, you're complying. You're saying, yes, 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 yes. You want to buy a course? Yeah, yes. It's that simple, basic, stupid NLP, whatever it is, right? Then it goes to the, you know, I was in debt. And has anyone ever been in debt? Not just money debt, but like just debt. Oh, yeah, I owed my mum a pound for the trolley at Sainsbury's one time. I didn't give it back. Oh, oh you, know you still owe me a pound, by the way. Oh, you ain't getting it back, mate. I, I, I want what I ordered. Um, So, basically... They'll use these tactics and they'll, you know, they'll make you comply. They'll make, you know, and they'll kind of, you know, create energy in the room, running around, high-fiving music. Let's shake it out because some American scientist at Harvard says you got to shake it out every three hours. And, and then human contact is really good. Um, And then it will kind of go, you know, it will go to the, well, here's, and this is a really good one. Here's, you know, um, here's a property deal, but, Oh, i haven't told you i haven't told you about the laws and if you don't get the laws right you can it's a criminal punishment but anyways back to the deal and we go over that on our course the full 12 grand course yeah yeah but anyways back to the deal but obviously if you if you don't follow this legal thing it's really bad for you but the deal it's really easy maths and and so they'll do things like that and they'll incite the fear in you and of course you don't know any better you're not on your phone because they're like look Put your phones on silent, we want to be really present in the room, everyone, yeah, come together, and you 're going to believe them, and you're going to, oh wait, what's that law thing? Oh, FCA punishments are you can go to jail for infinite time and infinite fines, oh, there's a case study of someone got charged four hundred grand, but don 't worry that 's our advanced advanced course don't worry about that yet, you know that'll come, and this stuff it plants the fear in your head of shit, i don 't want to get fined, I don't want to go to jail um. I better do the course then, and the, oh well, you know what? Since you're signing up for the basic course, well, you we know we'll chuck in the advanced one. For for you know we'll take five hundred quid off you. Oh well, I'm here now and I don't want to go to jail, so I guess I should do it. Like how many times have people heard this or seen it around them or know it's happening? Like everything I've just said, me and James could get on a stage, we could fill a room, we could use these techniques, and we'd make sales. We Is inner James? Do you think do you think we'd make sales? hundred percent.
0: But one thing I just want to add to that, Tedge. ultimately, the only thing people need to do is when you go to this course, So Mike Winnett said it himself, leave your credit card at home. And I would just like to add to that, take your credit card off of Apple Pay on your phone, because these guys are getting clever. They're saying, use your Apple Pay on your phone. So if you're going to the course with no money, you ain't going to spend no money. You're not going to be forced into it. And you know, do you, turn around and say to him you haven't even got a phone. You know, leave your phone in your bag and switch it off so there's no way you can ring someone to get the money as well. That way they cannot make you do it. And I just want to touch on one point where Ted said, you know, when they've got you agreeing with them, when you're putting your hand up, when you're nodding, something I learned most recently from Curtis Jackson's book, Fifty Cent, by the way. His new book is flipping Itty. amazing. Yeah. Now he is a very clever guy. He says mm. when he's in a boardroom doing a deal and everybody else is nodding their head and agreeing with the speaker 50 would just be like this he won't give them any eye contact well he give them eye contact he won't give them any emotion he won't even go like this nothing you know cold as a turkey just sitting there nothing he goes because that way they've got to work harder to convince you they've got to try and sell to you harder yeah don't the minute you start shaking your head they're thinking oh man I've got this guy. He's on my side. Let me move to the next person on the table. I've got that side. He's already agreeing. He's already agreeing. Keep your emotions somber. Just sit there like this. Like you're a bit of a div, you know? Just stare at them. Let them work harder to try and convince you. And this is something I learned from 50's book. And I thought,
1: man, this guy is clever. Very clever. You know what? I think, like, that's an interesting point. And I do that. If I think someone's lying to me or I'm just or we're having a conversation where I'm trying to find something out that I think they're not telling me, I'll do that. I'll just, Oh, are you there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like just, just because it, it, people don't like silence. They find it awkward. Silence can reveal things that people say and want to say and also show how also actually psychologically it makes you less compliant because when you smile, you feel happy, right? When you nod, you're compliant. So your body can actually tell your mind Kind of what your it's, it's all complex, but your body can kind of in, in, insinuate something to your mind, which then you act on. So if you stay just like, like Fiddy, like Fiddy, uh, name your favorite 50 Cent song people in the chat, uh, then you know you are not compliant, you're just tell me more, okay, interesting, and then you can see how they react. If they're like, oh, forget it, you're not even interested, or whatever, then you're like, you're a child, I'm out. So be careful of that, and look, there are plenty of tactics that they will use otherwise but like james said leave a credit card at home and just be aware like if something sounds too good to be true or you look around and everyone's like yeah tell them you're just like what the fuck like you know that there's some sort of like brainwashing ish type thing oh two people said many men by 50 cent that's a good song that is a good song um that's that's like a proper gangster song after he got shot like nine times in it um Who's seen the video of him falling off like a skyscraper with a bottle of Ciroc? I mean, that was quite funny. Um, so, next thing is, what are the signs of a good trainer? So we're almost at the mm, we're about fifty minutes in, James. So we'll kind of make keep it sharp, hopefully. But what are the signs of a good trainer, or even a good advert? What do you think, if any? I think you know. Recently, I spoke to
0: Richard Little. Yeah, you know Richard Little, uh, the master. New, yep. Yeah, and you know what. Honesty. I think honestly, Richard Little is probably one of the guys who's at a peak performance. You know, 300 plus houses. Really, really, really honest guy. He wrote, of course, he wrote a book. I got his book here actually. He I've got it.
1: I've got it as well. Yeah. He
0: said his words were. He goes, James, that book is so slim because it's no bullshit. He goes. Everything in that book is what you want to read. He goes, I haven't put in there about my life on how it was hard growing up, and you know how I had issues with money, how I was almost bankrupt. He goes, I'm not put that emotional bullshit in there. He goes, this is a real book. He goes, we run a course. He goes, it's only a one day course. He goes, because it's a no bullshit course. You turn up, we tell you what you want to hear. We don't try to sell you anything extra. He goes, because we don't have anything extra. He goes, that's it. You know. And I respect him for that because it is a no bullshit approach. And I think sometimes the no bullshit approach is best. A good trainer, you only one thing you need to do is just jump onto property tribes. If you jump onto property tribes and you are trying to um, uh, find out about a trainer, property tribes are going to tell you, if that trainer shit, people are going to gun them hard. And it's going to go on for pages and pages and pages and pages. You'll soon make up your mind if they're any good. Yeah, it's very, very simple. Like Ted said, put their name into Google and you will find out who's doing well and who's coming up with a good response. Anybody can make up a fake review video. Anybody can write fake reviews. You can manipulate the system. But places like forums don't lie. So if you want to find a good trainer, ask the question on forums. Ask the question on Facebook. You know, ask people that are on the course. Ring somebody up who's doing a course and ask them, say, hey, how are you getting on? What do you find? I think every trainer, to an extent, will have bad reviews, but mm-hmm. it's up to you to make the judgment and say, okay, yes, this is a bad review. Has the trainer responded? Yes, they have. Does it sound legitimate? Yes, it does. Okay, I'm happy with the response. Um, but signs of a good trainer are honesty, someone who's not sugarcoating it with shitloads of nice things like we talked about earlier, someone who is not selling to you in the first touchpoint. A good trainer will go to touchpoint 8, 9, 10, before they even sell you something or even go to touch point 15 and still not tell you some touch you you know sell you something it's like me i took on some education you might be surprised but it got to touch point nine before i committed and the lady said to me straight she goes i knew you would always commit because you needed help in certain areas but we don't here we're not here to force you so if they're pressurizing you go away. You know, get out of there as quick as you can. If they have got their sales team constantly ringing you, get out of there. That's a bad trainer. If they're being honest, if they're telling you about the mistakes and people are saying good things about them, I would say that's the signs of a good trainer. Your recommendation is the biggest thing in this game. And once your reputation's screwed, it's screwed.
1: Yeah, I think also, like, looking at their social media, you know, are they posting constantly, consistently about training, about marketing, about Clickbaity stuff or is their profile are their videos full of the properties they're buying the shit they're actually doing you know are they on the ground doing it right now or are they make and look people say oh they're making more money from training than property and yeah. look i don't think necessarily think that's a bad thing because you can make so much more from training so proportionally you can't compare them um by the way people on instagram the live is going to end in 20 five seconds james so i'll end it and then restart it and jump on the second live yeah okay so everyone is on instagram it will end and then we'll restart it um i think like you, you know what what was i saying i forgot oh yeah um you want them to know what was i saying i totally forgot Hams. Hames. what was i saying you were just telling everybody how great james is i mean i i really don't think that was that was the case right i'm just gonna put this on igtv Um. Prop duo episode. Sorry, everyone on Zoom, we're just having a quick break on episode nine. No, seriously, what was I actually saying? Because it was a good point. I feel like it was. You weren't even listening. You were not even (laughs) listening. Um, (laughs) Right, I'm live, James, so just uh, come back into the the chat. Sorry, everyone on Zoom. We're just going to wait a few minutes for people on IG to get back in. Greetings, those on Instagram. We are just restarting the party. So, uh, since no one knows what point I was making, because no one was listening. Ah, that's it. Sam Skinner, thank you so much. So I was saying, just because they're making more money in property, like a lot of people use as like a one-line, doesn't mean anything. You can make 10 grand off one person in property, but to make that off a property takes a lot more work. So... You can't judge someone off where they're making more money from, but you can certainly judge them. What are they doing? Oh, when was the last time you bought a house, Mr. or Miss Trainer? Okay. um, Tell me about your latest deal. When you look at their social media, is it just them selling or them chatting shit? Or is it actually the houses they're buying? Because who do you want to learn from? Someone who is on the ground right now, buying, showing you, helping you for free, the freemium model, or someone who is constantly talking about training and why their training is good for you. Yes, your brain call to action says, oh, they're a trainer, so it must must be training with them. But the person who's actually doing this shit is actually doing it. You know, why do you want to learn off someone who's not doing it? It's like learning to sing off someone who isn't singing, who can't sing right now. Why would you Why would you do that? You might as well, you, know I mean? you know what else? What, what I'd just like to add to that, Ted, as well.
0: Also, when you're trying to find a trainer or you're looking to go on with someone, you know what? Prepare five of the toughest damn questions that you can ask that person and mm. ask them those questions when they're in a social setting where they can't go away and research it. And if they don't know it and they're claiming to know it, then you know, they're talking shit. And also you'll get rather a lot of
1: enjoyment out of seeing them go. I don't know. Yeah. Are you dealing with Mr. Blobby? Is Mr. Blobby, a trainer now. Um, So (laughs) that is, you know, finding a good one is not easy, but James has basically given all the tips in, in his point before. Um, there's a question, but we'll get to that at the end. Good. Sir. Thank you very much. Um, like when you find a good trainer, take your time, do your research. Um, do not rush into anything. No rush. Yeah. And, you know, just trust your gut. Like if someone is selling so hard, why are they selling so hard? What, what is the deal? What's behind this? Yeah. Think carefully and trust your gut. Um, and don't go off excitement. Like, Breathe, separate yourself from the room. Don't listen to guy next to you. Oh yeah, I've got no money, but I'm going to be financially free in six months. The Gucci shoes are coming, right? Mm. Ignore those, those people. Let them, let them or warn them, whatever you want to do, but just be sensible and do not go to a property event with no knowledge. Read some books first, listen to podcasts, blah, 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 and then go. You don't want to be in there totally fresh because you will get rinsed by them mm. and everything you'll be like, oh my God, it must be true, must be true, must be true. No, you want to go in with enough knowledge to say hmm, or to refute um, some things. So, uh, James, the next question or the next point we're going to cover, look, I made notes, everyone, again, I made notes. Uh, do you need property training? And actually, James, you're the case study for this. So, you know, you've bought houses, you've built on land, you know, you've done the kind of top of property and the bottom, by to lets HMOs. You've kind of seen it all in different areas. You've been in business for X many years, you know, I think most people would look at you and say, I don't think he'd get training. If he did, maybe it would be some sort of business coaching, which I know you've had in the past. But semi-recently, you took on some property education. Talk me through sort of, you know, why and stuff.
0: Yeah, like you said, Tej, um, yeah, been around the house, He's done a few deals, worked in loads of different sectors and done loads of different strategies. So people would think automatically, uh, James doesn't need training now that you've changed my name. But you know what it is? I think I wanted a mentor. Now, I wanted a mentor who's been successful. I wanted a mentor who's done big things. And when you look at the balance sheet, it all adds up. And it certainly did. And for me, I needed somebody who could keep me in check. My problem isn't finding the deals. My problem isn't raising money. My problem isn't finding funds to do the deals. My problem is the little things that go side by side with that, like you know, making sure your accounts are done, Making sure your bookkeeping's done, making sure you're legal, making sure you're kept, you know, you're you're complying to certain things. I don't claim to be very good at those. I know about those things, but would I put those into effect straight away? No. So I needed a mentor to work with who was going to be able to rein me in because I'm like one of those people. Right, right now I'm not buying one house. I'm trying to buy four, and I want all four. I don't want one massive uh, back-to-back renovation. I want four running at the same time on the strange street right next to each other so i like to go big but uh, when you go big there's certain things that can happen when you go big there's certain things that need to be put into place so for me being able to liaise with my mentor and put things to her uh, and say hey listen i'm doing this deal um what do you think i might be all hyped about it thinking "Yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna do this she'll bring me back down to earth and say look have you done this? Have you considered this? Has this been put in place? Has this been done? And has this been done? And I'll be looking at it, going, uh, no, 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 kind of, and yes. There's certain things you forget about. So for me, education is to rein me in, almost rein me in. At the moment, I'm like that lion out in the field, just roaming in the jungle, yeah. And from time to time, I need to be put in this cage so that I'm confined. And I know that I'm working within the legal boundaries or working within the boundaries of doing things properly. So education, I took it on for that purpose, not necessarily for the purpose to learn the strategies, but like I say, I'm not one of those people. um, I, you know, I work very well under criticism. I like people to criticize and constructive criticism. I take it in. I'm like a sponge. I will listen to what people say because I will always, um, even if I know about a certain strategy, I will pick something up and think, ah. I didn't know that I'll soak that in or yesterday, like I was saying to Ted, I was on a webinar about HMOs. I know quite a few things about HMOs, but when I'm listening to this HMO thinking, damn, I've just spent half an hour and learned some new things. So even if I know about the strategy, I'm still going to listen and still tune into those podcasts or tune into those webinars with a, my mentor because I still want to soak up more and more knowledge so for me education is about reining me in so yeah you might be surprised that I have a mentor and I do pay for a mentor and I pay quite handsomely for it but it's it works for me you know it's like someone I can I can refer to it's um you know people when you're at the peak of a, a physical activity or if you're an athlete you have a coach you have mentors you have people that work with you and it's the same thing there's no reason why you can't be at the peak of your game or be successful in what you're doing and have, have a mentor. I know so many people that are doing good things in property and you would think these people do not need a mentor and they have mentors, you know, and there's a very, very good reason for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think the point there also is like you, you may, like as much as we're saying there's lots of bad trainers and there's some good ones and stuff, that doesn't mean you don't need training or mentoring or whatever. It just means what we're saying is be sensible when or if deciding now you may not need it. You may not. Of course, of course, you know, like, but you might, and it's kind of up for you to decide, but I think a good mentor will, yeah, of course they're always going to be selling you their wares, especially if it's the one their main business, but the really good ones will kind of sit down with you or at least phone call and say, look, um, okay, tell me what you want. Okay. And then like, you know, I think I've done this before when people have asked me for mentoring, I said, right, tell me what you want okay, I sussed out what they're like as a person. And I'm like, okay, tell me about you and your history. And I'm like, you don't need this. Like, you're basically, you've got the mindset, you've got the skills, you're just lacking maybe confidence. And I said, I'm not going to, no, you. Don't. I was like, look, you don't need mentoring. You just need to go out there, do it, get some more confidence. But other people I've spoken to, I'm like, mm, yeah, may, maybe it would suit you more. And really what you want is someone who will do that, you know, but sometimes you can figure mm-hmm. out yourself, you know, you can, you know, we all know what kind of people we are, right? And sometimes with mentoring as well, James, it's, sometimes it's monthly. If we're talking about mentoring, not training, you can do it and if you don't need it, you can just cancel it. Um, and it's obviously different with training. So think about all your your options first on if you need it and if you do need it, if you feel you want it, then what we've given so far should help you decide that really. Um, and feel free to message us, don't be an ask holo, ask uh, a proper message, uh, approach us, as the humans that we are, and we will try our best to help. Um, if you found this useful, we're not at the end just yet. Please screenshot it. Please share it on your stories, on your, your whatevers. Um, if you want the spreadsheet, it's on our stories. Go and have a look at it. Um, no, just sorry.
0: Just to add to that, you know, like Ted just said about the spreadsheet. Now, most trainers would charge you for that. You know, I've seen people sell that for 90, 90 quid, 100 quid, 150 quid. It's the same spreadsheet me and Ted used to assess deals. You know, It's actually, better. Just given- it's actually better than mine yeah i would say yeah yeah probably is but what i'm saying is we've given you that for nothing because <laughs> you know it's something that we've had and it really helps people out and it just allows you to assess the deal and like ted said i you get people asking i get people asking us all the time or me oh do you do mentoring do you do training and not um not really but you can quite easily suss a person out and it's nice when you turn around and say to that person look man you've got the mindset you got the mindset. You can make this work. All you need to do is go and listen to this podcast or go and read this book, go and do this, and you'll be absolutely fine, you know, and you can find the information you need. So I feel... With mentoring, it's a two-way thing. A mentor should be analysing you as a person as well as you analysing them as a mentor. And a mentor should be thinking, is this person right to work with? It's a two-way relationship, yeah? It's not just a one-way. So the mentor should be assessing you as well as you assessing the mentor. And if the mentor isn't assessing you and thinking, is this a good fit for me?
1: Then you know they're just after your piece or your money. Just after your piece, yeah. But we do get asked lots of stuff. So who knows, maybe 1997 coming soon to a... Maybe, maybe coming soon to a hotel near you. Um, now it won't be a hotel, it'll be a nice basement club, I think. Something proper, funky with food in it, with good food, with DJs, barbecues, Ooh, everything. I'll, be, mm. I'll I'll DJ, I'll DJ, I'll DJ. You do all we'll the tear it would it be mad? But actually, no, James, we actually have an event planned for we do? whenever humanity can. Love. Well, it won't be that soon, it'll be when we can sort of touch each other again. Um, and you can spank everyone you want to spank. you Keep talking about it. Um, so we're gonna have James tell because you're the East London cool dude, innit? Yeah, no. Me and
0: Ted's decided we're gonna put together kind of a. It's almost. It's gonna be a bit of a networking event. We're not. We're not selling you anything, so to say. So. Uh, don't be alarmed and, you know, stop following us. Uh, so there's some really cool venues round by um, uh, Hackney Wick and Hackney, some old converted warehouses that have been converted into bars right by the canal. And our thoughts were as soon as uh, lockdown's over and people can contact each other again and touch each other, we're planning on hosting a like a, an, an evening network there with just drinks. It's by the canal. It is a nice bar, uh, a DJ and just just, you know, Maybe a little bit of property talk and just just get to know each other a bit more outside of Zoom because Zoom's become the no go-to thing. We need to flip it back up after lockdown and get people drinking together and having a chat and just mingling and and, and meeting each other. So yeah,
1: coming to you soon. Yeah, look after that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be networking but with a twist. And I will be the MC inside um, <laughs> on, on, on the One, night. Two- want to uh so we have a questions now because i believe we're, we're pretty much at the end of this so quickly we'll go through it um let's see so we've got a good question from shaz shaz ahmed my broker hold tight if you need a good broker go check my boy he came back from pakistan scot-free so we're, we're blessed that he's back with us um he says possibly for tej and applies to shaz in some respects so there's definitely dodgy trainers mentors no doubt about it so how do you avoid guilt Guilt by association sounds like a Jay Huss song. If you're appearing or speaking at their events, or nowadays jumping on an IG live with those types of people, or I guess James, the reverse um, having someone on your podcast who, um, you know, is maybe a dodgy trainer, he has a disclaimer that says, Not saying that we've done this, he's just saying, How do you avoid the guilt by association, James? Gone, what's your answer for that? let's say for
0: example you interview someone on your podcast yeah and they're later on down the line they're dodgy as hell and it comes out that they've been doing this and that I would have no problems calling that person out on another podcast straight after that saying listen he came on my podcast he was good when he came on my podcast you know he's become a bit of a shyster now I've got nothing to do with him I would make sure I disassociate myself from that person as
1: quickly as possible um yeah i'm the same i've had someone on my podcast who just generally was a bit of a prick after the podcast i didn't really like him um but then i found out he was part oh, of thanks some... man <laughs> <laughs> no you you're you're coming up um and he had some so he was part of some fake airbnb fake review scamming thing and he to be honest he was just a bit of a fucking idiot anyway um as a person he had no sense i discovered later and i just removed the podcast and i actually need to remove the instagram post as well so I have no problem removing it in silence and just saying nothing. Um, but to be honest, I don't tend to get trainers on and people I do get on. I tend to vet whether it's social media or referrals or whatever. I tend to vet them. And I have done podcasts before where I said, actually said point blank to someone. It sounds like you're lying throughout this podcast. And I'm not saying you are, but my listeners are going to pick up on that. And so this is not getting released. You can have the audio, but this ain't getting released and the audio is confidential. You cannot release it either. So uh, you know yeah th- that is what it is in podcasts i think with ig lives don't do it with these people and with events look at the end of the day yeah i you know i've spoken at events and i'm speaking at events of 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 trainers that sell stuff that i'm not affiliated with and i don't support and i make that very clear in the presentation i'll say i'm Ted talks independent no association yeah and i kind of go with it but if but then again the company hasn't got a bad reputation. They haven't, it's just a, you know, it's just they say they sell stuff. If a company had a bad reputation, I wouldn't speak at their event. Simple as that. Um, As much as the props are good and you get some source from it, just don't because all you need is these shadows in some of these Facebook groups. (gasps) Oh my God, Shaz was with them. That means they're uncles, they're related. They must get some stay together and then they're doing business together. No, Shaz is dodgy. Shaz is dodgy you know because you know, there's a few losers who do that so just i would have you know it. what
0: guys uh, ultimately you have to protect yourself you have mm. to protect your brand you have to protect your image and if by mistake you've been associated with a waste man make sure you do everything you can to quickly get disassociated to that waste man and i think it's easy to do now you can call them out you can make a video you can put a post out and saying, look We didn't realize this guy was like this. And it just holds you credible for going out there and acknowledging, right, look, this person did this. It might start a bit of a V4 up. You know, you might have a bit of beef online. There's nothing wrong with a bit of beef. It's healthy competition, as I like to call it. So, but yeah, definitely protect yourself and don't be afraid of calling, not calling them out so much, but putting your official response out there like Mr. Manchester did the other day,
1: which was actually quite a good response. Very good response. Very PR, very prime minister, very, uh, no, he, he he didn't break lockdown. He he just went to check his eye, you know, ding dong. It was very much like that. Um, so it was, it was very much bullshit. And that is Boris Johnson. I will call him out by name. Um, so a few more questions. Uh, so just a quick one, which I've already answered, but I'll just read it out. If people ask if you've had any edu- if you've had any education, but you're self-educated, how would you respond without ruining your credibility? But What I basically said is I spent X many months doing XYZ, meeting XYZ, learning this, learning this, going through stuff, listening to podcasts, listening to books. Just tell them what you did. Because if someone goes to uni nowadays, do you rate them? Or if they said, you know, what? I spent three years working as a whatever, and I- who do you rate more and who do employers rate more? the person with the work experience so you've got work experience technically not book experience so say that and be be cool with that um i'll skip past that james already wrote it a question from says question for james and Desh, what do you both think of property mastermind groups do you think there is a place for these rather than traditional training i'll go quickly um i think that masterminds are more of a monthly guidance mentorship hold your hand analyze deals networking thing whereas training is at the start and it's here's the knowledge, here's the insight, go and do your thing, whereas a mastermind is a guide. That's how I see it.
0: James? I know a lot of people that have had successes with mastermind groups, because you've got to imagine there's going to be a group of 10, 15 of you that are all very, very like-minded people. There's going to be people in that group that are a hell of a lot better than you further down their journey. And you know what they always say? if you are the cleverest person in your group, get yourself a new group. And the chances are when you're in a mastermind group, you are not going to be the cleverest person in that group. You're not going to be the most experienced. So you are always going to learn something from that group. They're going to uplift you. They're going to do great things with you. If you want to run a deal past someone, there's somebody who can help you. And also I think mastermind groups are good if you want to do joint ventures together or you need to raise money or you need to speak to a specialist. So I'm all for them. I think they're great, especially, providing the people in that group are good if the people in that group are waste
1: then it's going to be a shit group and uh trend up i think is instagram name says what if the person has a bad reputation but they aren't actually bad i think then it doesn't matter you know if if you if you genuinely believe they're not bad and you have evidence to the contrary then who cares it's it's your education so use them you know like it's, it's whatever will benefit you and whatever you think is right for you so you know who who cares if if yeah if they have a bad rep that it works for i you? think
0: i answered that point earlier as well like you know with my trainer there was a couple of bad responses online you know pages and pages of stuff where uh, she had been called out on something when i spoke to her and read the responses very very clear on what happened very clear on how she dealt with it and that put my mind at ease because there's only one thing bothering me there
1: so yeah it was good yeah cool um so last let's do the last, uh, last two questions and then we're going to log off because this podcast is long. Uh, what, uh, Harley says, what if they are part of a group that sells courses, but they are a decent person themselves? James, what do you think? I think it comes
0: back to, again, uh, are they associating themselves with that group? Or are they staying independent, like Ted said before, when he turns up, he says, no, this is just the Meister. I'm on my own. I'm not part of these waste people, but I've just come here because they've paid me handsome. No, they haven't paid me. But, you know, if they are making it very, very clear that they are not part of the group, then it's all good. I'll give you an example. 10X event. A lot of people there were waste men. Not the 10X event, another one. A lot of people there were waste. But then you had someone like Alfie Best. Alfie Best is a real good guy. And people yeah. said he was the best speaker there. He's been on my podcast. I spent time with Alfie Best and, you know, he's a great guy. So that just goes to show lots of waste people. One good guy has made it quite clear and said, look, I'm not part of this lot. They've come here and asked me to speak. So
1: if this person quite clear on what he's doing, it's easy for you to find out. Like success resources to total shite event, total shite company, scammers to the max. But um, Gary Vee was speaking there. I mean, yeah, you could question his ethics, but he's good as far as I can tell in terms of the value he shares. Um, last question from Gareth Roberts. How do you find your mastermind groups? James? Uh, I think there's loads out there at the moment, you know. I Again,
0: I would say you could post something on Facebook in the relevant groups to see what other people are doing. Um, uh, go by recommendations. Uh, or even just start your own mastermind group, you know? Why not get. But hey, that's <laughs> it. The <laughs> Froppy EGO mastermind group. That's it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. Some man I just went off track there. Yeah. But yeah, there's loads of people out there. Maybe start your own mastermind group, get 10 of you together, five of you together that are really good, and, and start your own group.
1: Yep, correct. Okay, we got one last. Oh question. no wait, Look, it's Annika. She's alive. She actually, she actually turned up for once. Um, let's say you had a mentor and you found out some negative comments about them. How would you go about dealing with that? Um, personally, I would just it depends who said the comments. If it's like a hate or whatever, I would say no. If it's like, I, I think basically what I'd do is I'd say, hey, by the way, have you um, have you heard this comment someone said about you? Is it like I? It can't be true because I know you really well. But what do you think of? You know, just play down oh you know ask- you know what annika you need to whatsapp me because i think this
0: might relate to both of us i need to speak to you about this this sounds some, like some interesting right, can you take
1: your private conversations elsewhere please thank you okay okay all right um so trend up says there's a lot of witch hunting online by mediocre incompetent people who have mindset issues and project those i agree I- i've got some particular people i'm thinking of i um, right harley says do we accept student loans as payments um from Mastermind. No, no, we do not. We only accept debit. No credits. No MX. right? No Bitcoins either. Okay. Right. So uh, thank you everyone for attending and watching the Property Duo show. If you haven't already, please leave a review on Facebook or on iTunes or Apple. Um, take a screenshot if you've liked this. And we will see you next Thursday at 10 a.m. for our free spreadsheet. Check the notes in this podcast and you shall find them. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. See you next week.
0: If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.